Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to. Oh, uh, mom, this is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, mom. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Doors take us to summers away. Or winter adventures. And afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity Advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. That's always just some fun music to get us going on a Monday. Love it. Stormy Bonantoni with you, My Guys in the Desert, live from Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook, our VSIN studio here. Welcome into the show on a Monday, a wild weekend in the sports world, no question. We loved every second of it, though. The World Series. Scene is set with the Braves and Astros. We had upsets galore in college football and some unexpected outcomes, to say the least, for some teams in the NFL that we thought were supposed to be contenders. I don't know what's going on. Who's on the show today? Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo over at the South Point going to give us some perspective from the books. Mondays with Michael continue with NFL former executive Michael Lombardi, also host of the Lombardi Line. And Steve Buchanan talks some NFL and MLB with us at the end of the hour. So let's jump right in, as we always do, with the top five stories you need to know, things that impact us as betters, starting with number one. Well, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury just got out of the COVID-19 protocol, back with his team in the Cardinals. A lot of new developments on the COVID-19 front, including Bears head coach Matt Nagy, as well as the Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry and star wide receiver Devontae Adams, all of them testing positive for COVID-19. Packers management didn't speak on the vaccination status, um, even if vaccinated, though. It'd be a tough task for any of these guys to get out of protocol prior to Green Bay's Thursday night showdown with Arizona. Maybe the game of the year to this point this Thursday. Packers getting four in AZ. And I mean, Adams is Aaron Rodgers' top target. If he is, in fact, sidelined for the Week 8 matchup, more of the football to be spread around some other guys, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Robert Tanyan. First and foremost, of course, we hope everybody is doing well and continues to do well. On the Bears front, four players had already been placed in COVID-19 protocol. So um, I guess what the latest update is, is that both teams are going to have much more strict protocols moving forward. Chicago coming off a rough one, 38-3 loss to Tampa Bay. Bears did very little, right? Turned the ball over five times, converted just two of 11 third downs. It was a tough one, and now you're missing more people, including your head coach. Number two on our list, Colts beat the San Francisco 49ers 30-18. to I don't really want to talk about it, but I will anyways. And they did it as three-and-a-half, four-point dogs. And when San Francisco head coach Kyle Shanahan was asked postgame if quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo would be the starter moving forward, what did he say? I would guess so. He said he'll watch the tape and uh, see if both guys are healthy first and foremost. That's not exactly the vote of confidence that I'm wanting from the head coach uh, in Jimmy Garoppolo. But uh, off the bye week, it was his first start back since the calf injury. And it's an unfortunate situation because Trey Lance obviously unavailable himself with the knee injury. 
Jimmy G, 16 of 27, 181 yards, a lost fumble, two picks, just one touchdown. Uh, 49ers have the Bears this week as three-point favorites on the road. Who knows? Hey, maybe maybe they get a win. Maybe they get a win. Plenty more on the 49ers later in the show, trust me. Number three on our list, speaking of, of quarterbacks who aren't working out, it appears the honeymoon phase for Sam Darnold in the Carolina Panthers has come to a screeching halt. He was benched Sunday for P.J. Walker late in the game after getting stomped 25-3 by the Giants, despite being two-and-a-half, three-point road favorites, albeit, I mean, Walker didn't impress him. Garbage time relief duty. Panthers dropped their fourth straight game after, I mean, a paper tiger three, you know, start to the season. Two of those wins were against the Jets and Texans. Matt Rule, however, says Sam Darnold will start next week against the Falcons. Carolina getting three early in Atlanta, by the way, but it sounds more like a short-term solution to a long-term problem, which, of course, reignites a lot of the conversation and, and questions with regard to the Deshaun Watson situation. And, and those talks are back, according to The Athletic. Rule has certainly downplayed any questions about the Panthers' level of interest there. Brent Musburger on our program has not, however. Watson does have a no-trade clause and a lot of baggage, still 22 pending allegations um, with regards to him legally. Trade, trade deadline, of course, approaching next Tuesday, November 2nd at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific. So we'll keep this talk rolling. Number four on our list. Hey, let's talk about a quarterback who's not riding the struggle bus, okay? I mean, he does. He might be getting an AAP card sometime soon, but let's talk about Tom Brady because yesterday eclipsed 600 career passing touchdowns in that massive win over the Chicago Bears. And, I mean, let's talk about the largest gap ever between starting quarterbacks. Tom, 44, Justin Field, 22. But the play on the field, an even wider gap, guys. Maybe Tom's arm is just 22. Is that weird? Would it be, like, smaller, maybe? Just a little, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know why I talk about these things. It's a, But my question to you is, is this the best Tom is playing in his career? Because it certainly seems so on a lot of levels here. You already, already, mind you, 21 touchdowns, 2,275 yards, and just three interceptions. 11 touchdown passes and one pick in the last three games alone. As far as his MVP odds go, fourth on the odds board at plus 750. I would take that all day with Tom especially considering it's a pretty lenient schedule with him. If he continues to put up massive numbers like this and be as important to his team as he is, as far as the NFC odds go, the Bucks still are shortest as favorites in the NFC at plus 275. Number five on our list, Monday Night Football Contest coming up tonight. Saints and Seahawks, Seattle, plus four at home, hosting the Saints who are fresh off a of bye total. Currently sitting at 41 and a half. I've seen it 41. I've seen it 42. Mostly planted there right in the middle. And lots to for you to need to know in terms of updates. So I'm just going to go down what is a pretty laundry list of names here. For New Orleans, Taysom Hill out. Wide receiver Deontay Harris out. Running back Dwayne Washington out. Defensive end Peyton Turner out. It is not all bad, though, because they're getting a lot of people back. Center Eric McCoy back for the first time since week one. Left tackle Teron Armstead will be out there. And a few guys eligible to come off injured reserve. We'll see, but looking good. Wide receiver Traquan Smith, especially without Michael Thomas. He's somebody you could see making an immediate impact. Defensive end Marcus Davenport and linebacker Quan Alexander, all eligible to make their returns. Imagine that they will. For Seattle, running back Alex Collins, Damian Lewis, Darrell Taylor, John Reed, all questionable. But with that being said, Alex Collins um, has gotten the vote of confidence that he should be out there. The Seahawks, mind you, have won their last four uh, Monday night football games, are an NFL best 11-2 and two on Monday night since 2010, which was the first year that Pete Carroll came. Of course, we've been seeing Russ Cook since 2012. Good to note, though, as well, if you're a Seahawks backer, if you're interested in that, Geno Smith. 6-0 against the spread in his last six starts. So we just gave you all of those injuries for today. But on Sunday, there were a lot to break down as well in everybody's favorite titled segment. Maybe maybe it's just my favorite titled segment. But I'm not a doctor. Let's lay out the land of some of the key injuries that came this Sunday, starting with Patrick Mahomes. He, of course, exited the Chiefs' loss to the Titans early, said after the game that he kind of took his time getting up. He felt fine, went through concussion protocol, but, you know, he did everything he needed to be able to be on the podium. He said he had full memory of the play as it went down. And when I say 
they lost. This was a massive loss. Okay, like, let's not play around here. Minus four and a half point favorites lose straight up 27 to three. So Chiefs now fall to three and four to start the year. Something I'm really interested in talking to our guy Michael Lombardi about in a little bit is does he think Patrick Mahomes is part of the problem? Chiefs there still plus 250, second closest odds to win the AFC West, but they sit in a tie with the Broncos for last with that three and four record. So we'll keep an eye on that. It's just unfathomable to me to think about the way we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs now, for them to have a loss like that. They finally were in a bounce back spot last week against Washington, and this is the performance they put up. I don't know what's happened to this team. I can't figure it out. Maybe Michael will have an answer for us. Also, Zach Wilson, Jets quarterback, diagnosed with a sprained PCL after an MRI this morning. Uh, Adam Schefter reported it. Jets kind of suspected this yesterday with a two to four week timetable for him to return. So Jets likely to go with Mike White, who came in relief for our guy Wilson. Uh, he's a fifth round pick from the 2018 draft with Western Kentucky. You could also see Josh Johnson be someone getting evaluated. He's kind of a journeyman backup and with 13 teams drafted back in 2008 on the practice squad. Who knows? Maybe this is a time we hear Cam Newton's name be raised a little bit. Uh, I know DraftKings always has odds on where Cam Newton's next place will be. Jets right now one in five and not looking very up without their first-round pick. And as you guys know, if you've listened to the program a good bit, I covered Zach Wilson a ton last year at BYU. Um, he is a talent and somebody you could see being a good focal point of the Jets moving forward. That offensive line just, you know, doesn't give him a lot of a chance sometimes. Um, but we'll see what happens moving forward with the Jets. A, a tough, tough loss against the Patriots this week, but it was good for me in the contest. They're a survivor, not mad at it. The Las Vegas Raiders have another injury dealing with Josh Jacobs, a chest injury that came out in their team's win over the Eagles. He left the game shortly before halftime, initially was labeled as questionable to return did it is believed though that he was able to avoid major injury despite being ruled out so quickly of the game a bye this week extra time for the team for the team and for him to recover in this one uh jaguars head coach urban meyer said wide receiver dj chark will be out the rest of the season now with a fractured ankle that he recently suffered and patriots corner jonathan jones will have surgery on his injured shoulder out for the season as well jones uh, the team's primary slot corner, significant loss to that Pats defense. He played 54% of the defensive snaps for New England, 18 tackles, three pass breakups, and an interception in his six games this season. So a big loss for the Pats, who we just told you had a critical win. And uh, good to note, everybody, we, we obviously know a lot about DraftKings and the Sports Betting National Championship coming up November 5th through the 7th. VEASAN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long. Live on location updates for all of the action. You won't want to miss it. Visit vcin.com slash SNBC for more information. Learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills, win cash, including a million dollars top prize. That's vcin.com slash SBNC. On the other side of this break, guys, we're breaking down the wildest moments of the college football weekend. And our guys, Jimmy and Vinny at the South Point, join the show. Stay with us. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study. 
where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. This segment presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime, so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus, Zinn can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find Zinn wherever you are. Zinn's Nicotine Pouches are clean and discreet, no lingering smell, plus it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect compliment to your every day. Also, Zen comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 plus. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Tony with you on a Monday, and it was a wild college football weekend, so we're recapping the wildest of the wild moments, starting with Can we talk about that Illinois-Penn State game? Nine overtimes, longest game in college football history, and Penn State freaking loses? Unbelievable. So many opportunities. I was working my own game, and I caught the highlights of this thing. So many opportunities for either team to win in one overtime and end this thing, and they couldn't do it. Incredible. Penn State, 24-and-a-half point favorites, lose outright ridiculous and I mentioned I was at a game it was a pretty crazy one too so this number two team in the country Cincinnati Bearcats taking on the Navy midshipmen down in Annapolis I've been saying all Indianapolis Indianapolis you know like the the final four commercials but anyways Cincinnati in no way shape or form should have had this game come down to the final possession mids were getting 28 points lost by just seven and I was watching Desmond Ritter on the sideline throughout the entire first half, and it's funny because everything that we've heard about this guy's demeanor, his leadership qualities, everything was so backwards in the first half. You could tell they were really tripped up, frustrated. He nearly threw his helmet once. I was like, what's going on? This is not the Desmond Ritter we all know. Um, They were able to get it together and close out the win, but a huge breath just released from everybody on that sideline. You can tell when they were able to seal it with that last second interception. Last one on here, things you never thought you'd say. Oklahoma escaped Kansas. What? What in the world happened? Okay, Kansas led 17-7 to against the Sooners in the third quarter. They ended up winning the game. Spread, you see there, 38-and-a-half. Lincoln Riley's offense only even got to touch the ball once in the first quarter. Three times in what was a scoreless first half, and Caleb Superman Williams looked, I'd say, human for the first time uh, since he led that Red River showdown. I mean, I just don't know what I was what I was watching there for a while. Uh, very interesting stuff. All right, time to get wild in a more fun way with our guys. Jimmy Vaccaro, Vinny Maiulo, my guys at the South Point, some of the best in the business. They're going to take us behind the counter. And, Jimmy, we'll, we'll start with you. Just how was the weekend's action, results? I feel like some books did well and others didn't. 
Well, first of all, you look good on the sidelines, kid. You know, um, you know that's a, another great step you're taking, and it's really, really neat because as soon as they show you, everybody in the back jumps up, say, "That's my girl. That's my girl." Aww. So good for you, young lady. You're you're doing great for yourself. You're the and best. personally, personally, you know, just you can't get any more excitement out of these games on yeah. the Saturday, which breeds more people coming to to play. It's just incredible. We had two big games, one we win and one we lose. The, the one we won, the biggest one, was the Virginia-Georgia Tech game. Uh, the game, as you saw, uh, in the last uh, in the last two minutes, they recovered two onside kicks. We luckily got out of there on a monster win for us. Now, they kicked our butt real good on Notre Dame. Uh, obviously, USC needs a lot of time to rebuild. So, as far as, like, we're concerned here, the handle was very good. We won up doing good but the, those were the the best and the worst games of the saturday for us yeah no question and then like just speaking of those upsets that we were all getting to too one that i thought was kind of interesting like oklahoma state iowa state i called the quote unquote upset on the spread with oklahoma state but does, does that count as an upset with these two teams you tell me Vinny. no no <laughs> no stormy by the way stormy i couldn't agree with you uh, with jimmy more uh, about you on the sideline by the way they won't they won't let jimmy and i on the sidelines but that's okay because we got to we got to be here in the book no that is not an upset listen here here's the best way i can s- sum this up if the rankings if the polls determined the odds and the prices we could all retire so no remember this iowa state was a seven point favorite in that game seven and a half point favorite so you know the rankings some people may say that because a higher ranked team lost to a lower ranked team at the end of the day uh, that's not what determines the prices. I'll tell you what, the the game you talked about in uh, right at the top of the segment, Illinois-Penn State, that was an upset for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, with uh, uh, with Penn State, uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, a two-and-a-half, uh, two uh, I'm sorry, a 21-point uh, uh, favorite, 24-point favorite in that game. So that's, that's a legitimate upset. You know, right, what Vinny just said makes a lot of sense, but look at it this way, too. Yes, there are upsets but you know what they're dwindling used to be a, a, a time you know a long time ago there weren't any upsets now you just look around and say holy smokes you know that how can that team beat this team because the it seems like the kids are all getting so good and even if you don't go to the first front you know mm-hmm. the the top five teams in the country they go to other places which obviously are very good also so upset uh, we're not using that word too much anymore. Yeah, no question. One, more, Thank you guys both, by the way, just for your kind words. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun to get to hang out with you guys during the week and then go travel out on Saturdays. Uh, but w- one more here on college football before we move on to the NFL. Which games this week, you know, we had the bad beats and the big wins put aside from Saturday. Which games mm-hmm. this week do we anticipate seeing the biggest handle on? Uh, well, first of all, there's uh, there's four or five games which I think will be you know monster games, yep. marquee tank, marquee games. Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State. You can't wait every year to see them play on this on the uh, on the weekends. Penn State, Ohio State. Even though Ohio State's 18 and a half, they'll draw plenty of attention. And Georgia, a two touchdown favorite. But you know, uh, once again, would I be surprised if Florida won the game? Not really. I'll throw a sleeper in there, too, for you, Stormy. The last game on the rotation, uh, a one-point favorite, San Diego State against uh, Fresno State. Uh, two teams. Uh, this is going to be a showdown game in, in the Mountain West, so uh, that game will be a sleeper. It won't generate as much betting interest head-to-head as the games that Jimmy mentioned, but the fact that it's the last game at 7.30 on the rotation certainly going to draw a lot of uh, more betting attention than it normally would. Well, I am always in on betting my San Diego State Aztecs, guys. That is my alma mater, and I am all in on the Aztecs. Uh, moving on to the NFL, guys, though, just how was how was yesterday in general for the books regards to the NFL? And it's crazy how fast things turn. We've got Monday night tonight, too. How's the handle there? Touchdown. You know why I'm going <laughs> touchdown? Let them keep chasing the Chiefs. I mean, I don't know if we wrote 10 tickets on Tennessee. But obviously they were outplayed from the from the get go. So uh, there are some teams now that, that the general public is doing much better than we anticipated for the course of the year yeah. so far. But when you get a game for us, especially you know when the Chiefs go down and they go down early and it's a ten and whatever uh, and they knock everything out, teasers, yeah. money lines, you know, just stay, point spreads, whatever. So you know, keep playing. Uh, you know what? They're not as good as we thought they were. Make no mistake about that. Yeah, especially defensively. The other game, the afternoon, so that was a morning game, Jimmy pointed out, Stormy. The afternoon, 
which we were kind of surprised about. We actually needed the Raiders for wow. a big number. That was the biggest mm-hmm. decision of the afternoon. That game closed pick them here at South Point. So uh, we were surprised. And, of course, uh, the Raiders, they got down uh, early. But uh, credit them for the way they've uh, they've performed these last couple of weeks. And uh, they, we did need them yesterday in the afternoon mm-hmm. uh, against the Eagles. Yeah, things you never hear at a Las Vegas sports book. We need the Vegas Raiders. So, yeah, interesting <laughs> stuff. Hey, the World Series finally getting underway tomorrow. The stage is set. Braves, Astros. Is there any liability on either team, both teams? What's the lowdown for the series? You know, we wound up really good. Chris nursed this uh, future uh, betting on the Major League Baseball since the day we opened back in April, and we are in real good shape. The only the couple of teams that we need to get their butts kicked uh, were the Giants yep. and the Dodgers. So mm-hmm. with them both out, we're going to win depending who much. And uh, obviously, you know, when you get into those spots and you're just going to have a pickup no matter what, it's called smart bookmaking. Yeah, and the good part about it, too, is uh, good. it's going to be good action, Stormy, the way the games are positioned. I think they only go up against football one time uh, for the for the series in the 2-3-2 two, two format. The beauty, too, is that extra propositions here, uh, a little bit of two-way action so far on the series price. They took the Braves in game one for about $0.07. Cents. And the other ben- benefit here at the South Point, Jimmy, $0.10 cents spread on the series price, not only the game, but the series price as well. Well, you figure after all these years, and we know how to do it, and uh, let's call it like it is. Uh, that's a very, very fair straddle there, a 10 cent spread. And you want to come on in, you know, we can probably accommodate just about anything you want to bet. I love that. It's like you guys know what you're doing or something, something like that. No. <laughs> We're just trying to pass the audition. Let it put a good <laughs> word in for us, Stormy. Great stuff. Real quickly, we got like 10, 15 seconds here. Just where is the majority of that money going, or is it, like you said, more of a split two way action in the World Series? Uh, pretty much two-way action on the uh, the series price, but a little bit of early money on the Braves for the for Game One. But uh, the public could get involved in uh, with the with the Astros in uh, uh, tomorrow uh, when uh, we get closer to the uh, first pitch. Good stuff, Jimmy and Vinny. Thank you as always. Appreciate the time. Bye, Stormy. People getting in on that plus money with the Bravos. Coming up next, my power ratings for the top teams in the NFL and Mondays with Michael. Michael Lombardi joins the program. Breaks down some wild NFL action. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now Denver. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Stormy Bonantoni with you on My Guys in the Desert. Time for our updated NFL power rankings, and we can do it today because we all know that the Saints and Seahawks aren't getting in the top five. So let's get it going with the Green Bay Packers at number five on my rankings list. Red zone defense finally showed up yesterday, and despite being injured on the offensive line, able to handle Washington 24-10 Sunday. Rodgers, great when it mattered, and this guy's just been a man on a mission since week one. Love him or hate him, slaying lesser opponents with precision, and I think the trend continues. Number four on our list, the ye old Dallas Cowboys. Yes, I, I know they were on a bye week, so you're like, oh, do they really? Yes, Dak Prescott. Playing like an MVP candidate, he should be getting healthier ideally this week with the bye. Their versatile offensive attack has unlimited scoring potential. Defense has shocked most of us this season. I feel like this is a team that week after week gets more and more looking like a Super Bowl contender. And this is why we play the game, folks, because I did not think that preseason. Three on our list, the 6-1 and one Los Angeles Rams. I know it was ugly against the Lions, but they're also... Four and three against the spread. Super Bowl odds sitting there at plus 800. But that game against the Lions meant a lot to a lot of people. Rams have been outstanding on offense. Stafford playing inspired. Best football of his career. And throw into an offensive player of the year candidate. And Cooper Cup doesn't make you look bad. Defense has shown improvement the past few weeks. Rams are third on the list because the Bucks are just the more complete team to me. Moving on to number two. Tampa Bay, their Super Bowl odds sitting at plus 550, a team that looks like they could just roll the rest of the year. And it, it, what's funny is it was a ho-hum day for the defending champs yesterday. Effectively just dismantled the Bears. We already mentioned Tom's record, but he's always an X-factor. Their O-line looks good. He's got good weapons. Still need to get a little bit healthier in the secondary, but if they do that, I think they could be up there as the deepest team in the NFL. Lenient schedule. I, if they didn't contend for the top seed in the NFC West this season, it would be... 
crazy to me. Number one on our list, though, and how could it not be? The Arizona Cardinals, 7-0, and as the great poet J.J. Watt once eloquently put it, how about instead of making excuses for why they win, maybe they're just sleeping better, okay? Watt and DeAndre Hopkins helped stun their former team yesterday, 31-5. The hits Kyler Murray takes is a little bit worrisome to me. This is why I'm never putting money on him for MVP, but this is the best team in the league right now. Zach Ertz, immediate impact, lots of fun to watch. I know what you're thinking. Stormy Nicole Bon and Tony, where are the Bills, the Titans, the Bengals? Oh my, the Chargers, the Ravens. Not today, people. Not today. What is today? Mondays with Michael. Time to welcome in former NFL executive, host of the Lombardi line here on VSIN, Michael Lombardi. Thanks for doing this, Michael. Like, love, or hate my list. What do you got for me? You know, I, 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 I thought your list is good. I mean, I think you got to have Buffalo in the top yeah. five. I mean, the way they've dominated people, and, you know, they're just a, a, a slip of a cleat. Uh, away from beating the Titans. So uh, to me, that would be the only argument I would have. I mean, Green Bay is a funny team. I mean, they, they, they played well enough to win and cover, which they've done. And yet there were so many opportunities for the Washington football team to actually win the game, you know, uh, but uh, they couldn't take advantage of it. And that's typically Washington. If you bet with Washington, you're betting at your own, you're basically betting at your own discretion because they will find a way to mess it up. Yeah, Washington has killed many, it seems, this season. But, I mean, while, since you did mention the Packers, though, what are your thoughts? I don't know if you saw the news today, but their defensive coordinator with COVID and now Devontae Adams, we hear, is in the COVID-19 protocol as well. I feel like those are big absences for this week's game for Thursday Night Football. Well, certainly, Parker, that screwed the line tremendously. I mean, we saw the line just go crazy once he declared that he went on the COVID list. I mean, this was a three-and-a-half-point line all day, and it jumped up to six. So that tells you. I mean, because when, when you break down this, this Green Bay team, you realize that, you know, they're living on the edge. I mean, they're truly John Bon Jovi. They're living <laughs> on a prayer here. I mean, they've got, they've got great quarterback, and they've got Adams, and then you just wonder what else could happen. And they've been able to skirt around some games they've won, and they deserve to win. But, you know, I think this is a team they're going to play this week that I don't think Vance Joseph has gotten enough credit. He's, his defense is playing at a high, high level. I don't know why. Stormy, they played their starters into the fourth quarter. The game was out of control. You know, I was counting on them to, I said on my show, I, I thought that taking the, the, the Texans and the 18 and a half might be a good play because in the fourth quarter, you might get two scores to kind of cover the spread, backdoor cover. But they played their guys. They played their guys all the way through, and they scored 14 points in the second half, which ultimately gave the cover to the people that bet Arizona. Well, you know, Michael, another team that's, Whoa, living on a prayer is another team that has been left off of my list here. The Kansas City Chiefs, who have just been nowhere they, near. They don't deserve to be on your list. Right. How, how bad have they been? Like, what is wrong with this team? And also, sidebar, do you think Patrick Mahomes is part of the problem now? Well, I mean, he's gotten hit way too much, Stormy. If you watch the tape, I just finished it against the Titans. The Titans beat the hell out of them. I mean, they literally hit him almost on every play. The offensive line, they put Mark, 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 uh, Mike Rembers in at right tackle to replace him, the kid that they had starting at the beginning of the season. I mean, Orlando Brown, they ran by Orlando Brown about four or five times, and they hit the quarterback, and they caused sacks. They've turned the ball over too much. People seem to know how to play them. They rally to the ball, they tackle, and they're having a hard time protecting and holding the football to get the ball down the field. And it's going to take a little bit of ingenuity by Andy Reid. I think it's going to take some creativity. He's been in one formation now for three years, and he's been dominating in that formation, 11 personnel, one back, one tight end. You know, But I think people have caught up to it, and I think he's going to have to mix and match some personnel groups to not just rely on that because people are used to playing that. And every week you know, when you go to play them, you know their patterns that they want to run against. That There's only so much you can do against the way they're playing cover two, the way they're matching the passes. I think they got to change it up a little bit. Well, and you know, despite all of their issues, the bookmakers still have them at third shortest odds to win the AFC at plus 650. But I don't even know if I think they make the playoffs at this point. Do you think they will? Well, they're 11th now. I mean, their defense, at least their defense played well enough to stop the run. I mean, they got a couple tough calls in the game, but, you know, they, they, they can't stop anybody when they have to on defense. And, you know, Tennessee was able to shut them out with three points. Uh, I, I don't know if they can do it. You know, the way the Raiders played yesterday was pretty impressive. They, mishand, they, they destroyed the Raiders. I mean, they controlled the middle eight. You know, they scored, basically, they scored 
you know, the last four minutes of the first half or the first four minutes of the second half, I mean, the Raiders dominated the game. They scored 17 points, and that's the game. I mean, they go in at halftime. The, the kid, Gangwell, fumbles. They get, a, they get a touchdown right before he fumbles. Comes out, he fumbles. That's 10 points. They start the second half with the onside kick that the Eagles don't get. And, and the 17 game, game over. And good for the Raiders. Two straight wins now with interim head coach Rich Bisacci after dealing with all of the issues with John Gruden stepping aside. Sticking with the AFC, Lamar Jackson, first career loss to the Bengals. Was 5-0 and before yesterday. Cincinnati gets a statement win. Are they maybe the best team in the AFC North? Are they? Could they be? Well, they looked like it yesterday. I mean, they made a big place. I mean, they, you know, I mean, Jamar Chase was sensational. He catches a slant, breaks two tackles, takes it 82 yards to the house. I mean, really kind of remarkable. Uh, you know, jump ball down the field makes the play. I mean, they made big plays. The, the, the Ravens didn't cover anybody. Going to be an interesting game the next time they play. I'll just say this. The next time they play, I'm going to take the Ravens in the points. Ooh. Because I, I don't think they're going to blow the. I don't think they're going to do what they did in that game. They blew a lot of coverages in the game. They made a lot of mental mistakes, and, and I think that was about that would change. Ravens still favorites to win the AFC North. Bengals not too far behind at plus money, plus two fifty. If you think that they could get over the hump, would love to talk a little Monday Night Football with you. Big game coming up today. Seahawks and Saints going up against each other. Seahawks getting four at home. Geno Smith. Uh, the guy that'll be running that offense. It obviously looks a little bit different than when you have a guy like Russell Wilson who can do whatever he wants at will. What's just your thoughts on tonight's game? Well, I mean, this is a game two quarterbacks that typically have turned the ball over, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and that's a, you know, and so tonight, I don't know if there's ever been a time where Seattle has been getting four points at home. Now it's up to five. The line moved all the way back up to five. Uh, it opened at you know it opened at three and a half. It went to five. It came back down to four. Now it's up to five. A lot of money coming late in on the uh, on the Saints and moving that number. So how often do you get the Saints at, at home with five points? I mean the Seahawks at home with five points. Mm -hmm. But I think this with the weather with the weather the rain coming sideways. The Saints got some reinforcements coming back. Certainly, I think that when you look at their defensive front, you know they're going to have Kawhi Alexander back. They're going to be able to get some players back on the team. The Smith, the wide receiver, Taquan Smith, the wide receiver is going to come back tonight. I lean towards the Saints off of the bye week. I think they're the one team that can play not mistake-free if they can keep Winston from turning the ball over. I was glad you mentioned the weather. I was wondering if Patrick Maher stuck his finger up and tested the wind, if he could give us any insight onto how that would play out. <laughs> I'm sure Patrick is monitoring at home with Jeezy. There's no doubt he's got it all handled. I don't think there's any doubt. He'll be more than happy to share it with you. <laughs> awesome stuff. Thanks again, Michael. Appreciate the time. You're the best. Thanks, Stormy. Bye-bye. Another Monday with Michael in the books. What a blast. He's awesome. When we come back, everybody, we're going to say goodbye to a team, to the team's hopes and dreams for this season. But as one door closes, another one opens. Can't wait to talk to Steve Buchanan as well. NFL and MLB analyst for DraftKings. A lot to cover, but not a lot of time left. We got this. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. 
Visit her2results.com to learn more. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to. Oh, uh, mom, this is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, mom. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, everybody, download the free oddstrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sports books, access injury reports, in game action, and much more when you go to oddstrader.com. Now, the show will briefly take a more somber turn. As many of you know, I wear black on the program most days, but today we have added another layer. And with purpose, we are gathered here today with a heavy heart to say goodbye to a team's hopes and dreams in the 2021 season. It is the San Francisco 49ers. I touted, and this is my favorite team, mind you, I touted you as a Super Bowl contender, but alas, you are nothing but a pretender. One in five against the spread this year two and four straight up and frustrating me with an identity about as clear as the mud that you will be six feet under when when you're done with the show. Honestly, what's crazy to me about this is that if there was one possession in each one of the 49ers games that went a little bit differently, they could be undefeated or they could be winless. Think about that. That's insanity. Now we've got a quarterback situation that at one point looked pretty positive, I thought. Two legitimate options, and now Jimmy Garoppolo continues to struggle. Trey Lance, I mean, they're both dealing with injuries, but Trey Lance doesn't seem ready regardless of whether or not he's ready or not. And I don't know if you guys saw the staff from NFL Research the other day in that loss to the Colts, that embarrassing struggle in the rain. Through three quarters last night, the Colts gained 73 yards on Carson Wentz completions, 97 on defensive PI. The defense can't can't get out of its own way. I'm very frustrated. And goodbye. It was great while it lasted. You know, you guys did win a Super Bowl when I was three. (sighs) Anyways, maybe our next guest can help bring me back to life. Time to welcome in our favorite guy, Steve Buchanan. Uh, NFL and MLB analyst for DraftKings. Steve, how are you? I I hope that you can just, you know, raise the level of emotion here because right now it's pretty negative. I I mean, you know, I knew that a funeral was going to be coming, but this was just, I don't, this is going to be tough to go on from. And I'm so sorry about your 49ers. I just, I hope we can bring some joy and peace in our next segment here. I, 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 I'm, I'm ready. Thank you. And I appreciate to you being dressed for the occasion. (laughs) I don't know if you got the memo, but you look great. I did. I got the memo and thank you so much. You look great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, hey, how about we talk about another team that's struggling in the NFC West? Leave the 49ers (laughs) out of this, but Seattle for Monday Night Football today hosting the New Orleans Saints. And uh, just what stands out to you tonight in this game? I don't know if you have a lean to the side or a total play, but also I know we have to keep in mind some weather as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, honestly, I, I don't want to pick a side in this one. This game is just going to be an absolute slot fe- uh, slop fest. And I'm going to take anything here. Uh, probably the under uh, 42 points has actually gone up a point since we talked about it uh, this morning at minus 110. Both of these teams combined to go 3-7-1 and one on hitting the over this season. That's hashtag not good <laughs> at all. And these are two of the slowest paced teams in the league as well. Both of these teams average no more than 55 plays per game. That are, That is at the bottom of the league. The Saints just love to run the ball. They're doing so 54.7% of the time. That is more than 4% higher than the, than the Browns who are in second place. So, I mean, we know how much the Browns like to run the ball. The Saints have been doing it so much. And when they're running the ball that much, 
that just leads to under. So I think the under is the play in this one. You know, I liked the under in this one too. And I wasn't even taking into consideration all the knowledge you just dropped with regards to the Ooh. Saints. But I was just thinking about, hey, Seattle, you know, our last four games went under a little bit different with Geno Smith. I liked the under too. But while you're talking about the Saints running the ball as much as they are, does that play into account when you're looking at some of these props? Like maybe if you were analyzing a J Jameis Winston props, does that mean you look more toward the under? Yeah, I mean, uh, Jameis Winston on DraftKings Sportsbook, his uh, pass attempts over under is at 25 and a half. That is absurdly high for Jameis Winston. The under on that is at even money, and that's where I'm going for this one. He's only gone over this number once. And that was last week against the Washington football team. He's coming into that into this game averaging just 23 pass attempts per game. Then, as I just mentioned, the Saints love to run the ball. So if they're running the ball, Winston is obviously not throwing the ball. So that just seems like a really high number to me at 25 and a half. Like, he'll come close. He might be in that 20 range. But getting 26 pass attempts in this game just seems unlikely because that's not something he's done all season long. So if he hasn't done that, like how much of an indictment is that from the odds makers just looking at Seattle's defense? Are they like, okay, well, yeah, there's no more Legion of Boom. They can't do anything. Is that where that comes from? Yeah, that's what it feels like. I mean, it really just kind of feels like that. That that is that's true there. So, um, you know, talking about just another prop here too. Um, I do like Geno Smith to go over two, uh, 204 and a half passing yards. That's at minus 115. He just barely went over that mark against the Steelers last week with 209. But opposing quarterbacks have gone over this number in four straight weeks. And, and look at the, the cast of characters we have here. Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, and Heineke. These are the guys who have gone over. The only team that hasn't gone over against the Saints was the, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you figure that one out because I, I can't. But the game script here leads me to believe that this should be a pass-heavy approach from the Seahawks. So I think that Geno Smith, well, it's not, you know, I'm not a banger of a play by any means, but I think he can go over that 204 and a half passing yard. We're living in bizarro world, I swear. One more question for you <laughs> on Monday Night Football, and it's more of a generic question. Like, what do sure. you typically make of teams coming off of a bye? Because I always have this internal debate of, like, the rest versus rust type of a factor. Saints coming off of a bye this week. Just what's your yep. thoughts on that as you tend to bet thematically? Yeah, of course. I mean, that that is obviously a factor in this one here, too. And, you know, sometimes we take a these, you know, the week before their bye, are they kind of looking ahead to that bye week? I would tend to go with the team that is coming off the bye. But again, this game kind of feels like an exception mm -hmm. with how messy this one could end up mm -hmm. being. So I would love to take that trend and go, yes, here's a great answer for you. But when you got these two teams in front of you, I'm just like, eh, I'm just going to ignore that trend there and just kind of go with my <laughs> gut in this one. Don't blame you one bit. Well, hey, as I mentioned in your introduction, in addition to all of your football knowledge that you give us, you are also an analyst covering the MLB. And the yep. stage is set for the World Series. How much fun is this? We've got the Braves and Astros. You're also featured on MLB Network a good bit. So what would you be telling MLB Network peeps about this series? Yeah, look, I mean, people keep doubting the Braves and they've been the underdog in every playoff series that they've been. I think it's just time to just bite the bullet and take them to win the World Series here. They're plus 130 to win the World Series, and it's not like they're not hitting or anything like that. They're averaging four runs per game in the 10 playoff games that they have. And the biggest thing for me, and this is what might be the biggest advantage of the Astros, their bullpen has been stellar. Jesse Chavez, Mentor, Smith, they've combined to go 18 and two-thirds innings, zero runs on eight hits and 19 strikeouts. The back of the bullpen for the Braves has been essential for them getting as far as they have. And I think the Braves have the advantage in the rotation as well. So if they have the advantage in the rotation and then it's been shut down city in that bullpen, you have to like the Braves here at a very enticing plus 130. We joked about this on the program the other day that I live with a Braves fan and he talked so much trash about Will Smith and about that bullpen for so long. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, like, oh my God, look at this pitching we have. It's incredible. Oh, but Broad. Go ahead. Whoever said that, absolute fraud, because now they're on. I'm sure they love Will Smith, of course. Yeah, no question. But look into game one specifically. So if you're on the Braves for the series, do you like the Braves yeah. too in game one? They're on that plus money again. 
Yeah, plus 115 on the money line for the Braves in game one with Charlie Morton expected to uh, take the mound for them. Brambar Valdez is going to be going for the Astros. He hasn't been overly efficient in the three playoff games that he's pitched in. Seven earned runs on 16 hits in 15 innings. Now, the thing is, he is going to get the strikeouts against the Braves. I might be interested in taking the over on his strikeout prop, but he has been really shaky in the three outings that we've seen him so far. And like I mentioned, the Braves are hitting. They're averaging over four runs in the entire playoff run that they've had so far and this is doing it without some of their best bats we all know that Acuna is not in that lineup they're going with some of their bench guys but guys like Eddie Rosario is hitting the cover off the ball right now the Braves are coming into this series as the hot team right now it's going to be hard to stop them I don't think Valdez is that guy any thoughts on just how many games this one might go I think it's going to go six I, I think the the uh, Astros will get a couple games in there. You know, obviously, Luis Garcia was unbelievable against my Boston Red Sox, which is extremely aggravating and disappointing to watch. But they will get a couple games in here. They do have some really good pitching. This is a very good team. But I think the Braves end up taking this in six. Okay, one more question for you. And I just want a one-word answer because we got to get out of here. What sure. are your thoughts on the Cardinals manager hire? One word. Eh. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for the time, Steve. Appreciate it. Of course. No problem. Thank you. Steve Buchanan there with you, analyst for the for DraftKings covering both the MLB and NFL. Great stuff. Before we go, time for my picks taken by storm. E, I like the under. I got it at 42 for tonight's Monday night football game. Most places seeing it at 41, 41 and a half. Under, like I said earlier, is 4-0 for Seattle's last four games, and it'll be a windy one. Won't be great. I like Jameis Winston over one-and-a-half touchdowns at plus 140. Felt like a generous line. Going against the 25th-ranked pass defense in the NFL. Bad secondary. I think he'll be efficient. Alex Collins, too, over 44-and-a-half yards. I just got a feeling. I just like it. He's back. Let's roll with it. That's going to do it for my guys in the desert, though. Stick around on Beeson because Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up next. Thanks so much. Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 